I was born in the Dublin streets where the loyal drums the beat and the loving English feet walked all over us. And every single night when we down would come home tight, he'd invite the neighbours out with this chorus. Come out, shiver like a tans, come out and fight me like a man. Show your wife for you and medals down in Flanders. Uh, how the RA made you run like Galloway from the green and lovely lanes of Kilshanbow. Come tell us how you slew them all Arabs two by two Like Zulus they had spears, a bow and arrows How bravely you faced one, a witcher, 16 pound a gun And you frightened them damn natives to the mouth Welcome to Tales the East End, episode 116 And it's me, Gary P And of course, the Prof Hi everybody So we are back, ready for more And the season is ready to start Happy new season, Prof Happy new season, it's finally here Four bleeding months Dying for it. Dying for it. I swear to God, if this game, the only time about postponements, Jesus Christ, if another game gets postponed, then I hope it can last a weekend without football. Well, Kira's only left us, and now Bleeding Dennis has come along. Ah, stop. Mess things up on us. So, uh, we'll get to business really quickly. And very importantly, we have a new sponsor, Prof. We've been working hard in the off-season, and we finally got one on, and it is Ocean Electrical. So it's Tala-based, serving all of Ireland, and it's owned by a long-time club member and uh, all-round top bloke, apparently. So um, they specialise in all areas of electrical testing installations, from small domestic to commercial fit-out, right through to high-end industrial installations. So special rates for any hoops who mention the podcast. And we mean this, mention the podcast, because you actually will get a special rate. It's not one of those things where you go in and order something, and you don't mind about it. You actually get a special ray this time. So it's genuine, genuine Ocean Electrical, fantastic company, Tala based, Irish owned. The guy's a member from the from the hoops. I mean, what more do you want? Get your get your, your spotlights in, get whatever you need in, all your electrical work. That's oceanelectrical.ie. Get them on Facebook, Google them, contact us, anything you need, and we will put you onto the right guy well there you go Rovers supporting Rovers no brainer exactly Rovers supporting Rovers and the same way we do with everything really any tradesmen we get I'd make sure they're all Rovers so our last show Paul O'Hare and John Tall went down an absolute tree some personal messages of praise and support for uh, Paul in, in uh, he finally came out of the closet <laughs> I loved his perspective I suppose just because we've had fans perspectives we've had players but an actual journalist who has spoken to Stephen Bradley on a weekly basis for three years. So I found that really interesting. When he came here, he was amazed by my book collection because I had just made a blog post about it and he was like, oh, I thought you were just listing every League of Ireland book ever. I didn't know you meant you had them all. Yeah, I'm just waiting for the phone call now that you've been (laughs) um, killed by these books falling on top of you and crushing you because honestly, if they fall, you're fucked. My my old bookcase a few years ago did actually fall. But luckily, <laughs> I was upstairs at the time. The thud on it was unreal. But uh, it was great to like the, the thing we have in common with Paul is that we've we've been around the same time as Bradley as he has. So he's kind of got to know Bradley in a similar vein that we have. But we've watched him grow as a coach, and he has kind of watched him grow as a media personality more than anything. And that's the. That's the perspective I thought was brilliant and Paul was, was very honest in, in the way he came out. I thought and, it was fantastic. And the way he had to remain impartial for his job, that was fascinating <sighs> as well. I couldn't do it. No. I just couldn't do it. And John Towell, obviously, uh, I thought he was great. I love some of his stories. I think he might have told that Terry Everson one before. Or not him, but I think maybe Alan O'Neill told us that one Some before. of the hoopets were quivering familiar. when they heard the, the shower the shower story, I believe. <laughs> having an ill quiver but uh, yeah the election prof first time this is this is a forced <coughs> for Tifties. we never talk about politics no. but I think it's quite apt that we talk about it now because we wouldn't be affiliated <coughs> with any particular party but we're affiliated with change and it's it's something that has resonated with the youth of today and pretty much everyone in general by the looks of the election so um, our name of our WhatsApp group was election experts for the whole thing it took over and it was extremely interesting let's be honest Actually, well, it's just the first time I've ever had an interest in an in election so uh, as Ray Whelan said his first WhatsApp election so yeah. it was fascinating watching he was delighted delighted yeah. that he got a bit of uh, coherent 
and intelligent conversation out of that WhatsApp group for once. <laughs> Poor Barry went went to the wrong polling station. Yeah, I think I think. <laughs> Oh, lots of uh, Connor's yeah. Corner requests as well, so he's coming yeah. back. He had a very impressing question at the time, and that was, what constancy was the Aeontu Electi from? I was just waiting for the translator to come in now. I'm here in about 20 minutes. If anyone knows, let us know. More uh, our Instagram, like we said, we had a big, uh, big announcement, and I put it up on Instagram to see what people thought it was, and they thought Connor was going to be the new host. Which they wanted, so uh, he'll have to come in a guest house eventually. But they want more Connor's corner anyway, so we're gonna have to supply the cans and just <laughs> let him ramble on. Connor and Winston. Connor and Winston, yeah. But the Presidents Cup game Dundalk called off, and I, I woke up. See, I was in the piss the night before, and I woke up at about twelve, and I was just lying there. I was like, oh god, I have to get to the game. But I was, I was in ribbons, so I rang Maloney straight away. I was like. <laughs> Jason is the game on he goes called off three hours ago they played in that case so it was <laughs> nine I'd, o'clock in the morning it was called off I'd have decided that I was like you know what screw this because uh, um, the weather was so bad we, but then again apparently it wasn't that bad up in Dundalk at the time of kickoff. so yeah. this is going to get squeezed in to a what a two o'clock kick or like a, a Tuesday night kickoff. but I saw a post on a banter page I think it was where they're going to count the league game as the President's Cup as well which is fucking ridiculous that'd be pointless I think Just stupid I have a feeling this game won't ever be replayed it's my hunch are you bothered uh, I did like the novelty of it it was but now that the league is starting it's, I think it's just a hindrance it's not even a curtain raiser anymore yeah it's kind of losses exactly curtain raiser bang on the money yeah it is a glorified friendly but as I said I do like the novelty of potentially winning a new cup but if it doesn't happen it doesn't happen yeah so specula- speculation has been rife as what our announcement would be. Um, people, some examples. Me and Prof are uh, going to birth a child. Uh, I'm coming out of the closet. You're coming out of the closet. Uh, what else? I was sacked. You were sacked. You were sacked. I was sacked. Yeah, there was all sorts. We were going to come out as a couple. Uh, all sorts to carry on. <laughs> but uh, what we will, we're going to announce it now. So Prof gives an little drum roll there. So what we've decided is uh, Tifties have launched our own Patreon So every podcast will still be free To listen to in full So this is an optional 5 euro per month A lot of fans over the years Have expressed an interest In supporting us financially So this is a place Where you can do that And in return Watch the videos Of our monthly badness shows And our weekly fan interviews And player quizzes So just a quick thing on it This is something That we've been thinking about For a while And it's something That we've noticed That like the likes of one of our favorite, one of our favorite podcasts, uh, last podcast on the left, they do it. It's just an optional thing. We're not under no obligation whatsoever to give any whatsoever. It's still free, but if you feel like you want to donate, that's it because it does help with the likes of SoundCloud fees and there is fees. People think that there's not. There's fees to pay. There's expenses. There is a there is a quite a few things to pay, and it does help and it will help and continue. Plus, you're gonna have a couple of bonuses that we're gonna talk about now. Mm-hmm. So. Upon our Patreon page right now is all the live video clips that we've produced to date. So we've got hashtag football loves us, the five aside tournament highlights, the rise and fall test in the East End documentary. That's up for a do- I think it's up for an Oscar prof. Yep. Small uh, for uh, was it small movie, small movie, <laughs> mini movie, short movie, uh, short film. It's like seventeen <laughs> categories now. Uh, the John Delaney skit, Roy Usher Frank phone call. Uh, We've added previously unseen one-hour highlights of our 100-episode special with Pat Flynn and a live audience. Two segments that will air on this week's podcast broadcast and the members' corner with Peter Murphy and a first-round quiz battle between Jack Bourne, Aaron Green and Sean Callan. All for your visual pleasure for €5 Euro a month. You're buying the Profit Burger. You're buying Gary P a pint. That is all it is. That's actually a ridiculous amount of content. Like it is, it's all bonus content. And like I said, there's no obligation if you want to throw a fire every month and you feel like the lads are doing a good job. Here's a point. That's all it is. Simple. But we've new video content that will be posted on Tuesday, a day earlier than the actual podcast. So uh, that's right. From next week, Prof. Tifties is moving to Wednesdays. So this is something, once again, that you've wanted to do as kind of like an experiment to see if we can increase listeners and just like just general in general to, sh- to suit ourselves as well but to increase listeners possibly give them an extra day to do- to digest mm-hmm. it well 
Uh, we were we were planning on going through the survey results today, but actually we're going to move it to next week. But one of the most common comments on the survey was they didn't demand it, but they suggested it. Said if you could get it out early in the week, that'd be nice. Yeah. So the fans spoke and we listened. Yeah. So that's what it's all about. So we're going to give it a bash. It's no hindrance to us really to bring it out a day earlier. I mean, we can do it. It's, it's no big deal. We might miss a story or two that'll come out on the Wednesday or on the Thursday, but that's, I mean, that's just the way it's going to be. So, um, yes, yeah, so becoming a subscriber now means that you'll be able to see the entire video of our next special with a quarter of the former Rovers player in Johnny Blue's bar and every month thereafter exclusively on this page via Vimeo. So Vimeo is going to be the platform. All Tifty's patrons will be entered into raffles. Now, you've got to listen up because there's a shitload of stuff coming your way. All for a fiver. All Tifty's patrons will be entered into the raffles throughout the season for the club and Tifty's merchandise. Plus guest spots on the podcast to sit next to Hoops Legends. So you could be sitting there beside Twiggy. Yep. Drinking cans. That could happen. For a fiver. We didn't even get a point for a fiver in town. <laughs> Really selling this. <laughs> um, yeah, so that is, like, I mean, that's pretty much it. You could be sitting beside Turner, who we're working on at the minute, who is still interested in Rovers, and he tweeted about us, and he thinks we're going to win the league. Yeah, so I'm, so I'm four, gunning yeah. at him, gunning for Turner. He'd be great crack. And uh, so as another little incentive to sign up, there's more, Puff. Oh, wait, there's more. There's more? <laughs> sign up. Uh, everyone that signs up, in the first seven days. So if you sign up in the first seven days, you'll be in a chance to be the guest quiz master for the next questions from the East Stand. And if you've listened to that, it's great crack. So you're going to be sitting with the players in the Rollstone, mm-hmm. asking them questions, having the crack, all potentially for that one mm-hmm. small payment once a month at €5. Euro. So if you win this raffle, you can come to me and say, I want to quiz Aaron McIniff. Yep, you so can choose... I will so then I'll make sure that his group is the next quiz and you can be the quiz master and you can ask him the questions so you can literally choose the player you want off your football team to sit there and do you know what we can even let you pick a question we let you have a question as well one question each how about that yep. that's off the cuff now we didn't, we didn't actually plan that so that's mm. one question and you get to pick the player so you can have any question in the world not a black and tan question yes that was shot down <laughs> <laughs> So choose your own player and listen, we want to hope we, we hope you jump aboard and join our product. We want to make Tifties bigger, better for you. And there's a couple more things we have. There's a couple of, there's a fans challenge I want to get off the ground as well. It'll take a little bit of time. It it's gonna be hilarious. There'll be scoreboards, there'll be fans challenges, there'll be footballs, there'll be all sorts. It's just something we want to Hang do on. and expand. You're suggesting more content. More content. No, yeah. That's too much. Cancel the whole thing. Listen, it's just it's just check it out have a look at it read the Patreon page Prof you're up well just the link uh, it's patreon.com that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash tifties t-f-t-e-s so just go to that link and read what you want as Gary said if you want to look at it like that you're, you're buying us a point uh, we're sharing every it. month we're sharing the point that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. a well, you get, I'll get a point one month, you get a burger the next. Can I drink the first half of the point? Yeah, give me the end of the yeah. Guinness. Nice one. But just to look at it a bit more, maybe professionally, like the more you support us, the more we'll reinvest back into the content. That's all this is about. Like the money isn't going anywhere else. Mm. It's all going into the show. Mm. Headsets is what I want to go with next. Mm. If that can work. Because as we're going to end up like fucking Quasimodo here, the way we're hunched over this microphone. So that's something like, it's just, we want to get a little yeah. bit more professional. You know, if we had headsets, I could be doing backflips here doing the show. You know, Prof could be mm. off fucking, I know, burying bodies in his lair and recording the show. <laughs> but like, we'll improve as we go along. If you say, oh, I'd like the, the picture to be better, sound be better. They'll be like, okay, let's, let's invest in, let's dip in, in. equipment. So we'll improve the equipment to make the video content better for you. That's where a lot yeah, of the exactly. money is going to go. Like next week, I'm going to be interviewing a, a Cork City fan. So you get subtitles. Where? There you go. There you go. Yeah. Translator. The whole lot. You wouldn't get on the podcast. But uh, like we'll, we'll play the quiz later on. And maybe as you listen to this, you've already seen the quiz with Greener, Jack and Sean Callan. One thing we noticed was... You couldn't see the boards. There is a little room we recorded in at Rollstone. There was a shine though, in fairness. It's, yeah. It was really bright. If we had got that room... What colour were the markers? Occupied. 
They're all different. Yeah. Green or green went straight for the green marker. Yeah. Jack went for blue, and then he ended up horrified with himself. As you know, what I can't use a blue marker. <laughs> Black. But uh, if we got in that room, I think we would have been able to see the boards. It was just unfortunate that it was engaged. Because when you walk into yeah. where you were, that's yeah. the little square where the kind of smoking area is, and it's all lit up mm. by windows and lights. So that's the problem. So there. there's something we can work on. So I mean, like, so the next quiz. We'll get close-ups of the bars. You'll see what they're saying. It'll get better. And uh, Kane, he's our videographer. He's, he says he's going to put like wacky sound effects on the on the questions and stuff like that. <laughs> so so it'll, be, it'll be good crack. What's the name of the thing that holds the door open when you flick it and it goes... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so um, there's... Listen, we just want to expand and make your, your listening pleasure. A little bit more pleasurable. So, um, and even if you, even if you're like your kid or your students, and you're like, you know, sorry, I can't afford a fiver. Well, no bother. You're still getting your yeah, full podcast. Nothing has changed for the average listener every week. Nothing has changed. You can still listen every single week. But if you pay a fiver, you get all that fucking content we just talked about there. Uh, so we appear moving out with uh, the members' corner. I'm a member. It's time for the first members' corner of 2020, and the honour goes to uh, Peter Murphy. So, Peter, tell us first of all how you got into following Rovers. Uh, 1990, uh, RDS, come from Sandy Mount, so uh, when a club moved to RDS, it became a local club. Now, my brother did follow Rovers during the 80s in Milltown, but he was living in London at the time. But uh, it was post Italian 90s, so uh, I was 11 years old at the time, so I only really began to seriously get into football around that time. So, my dad just happened to ask me, passing by the RDS one day, if you're interested in taking a look up at Rovers. And, uh, didn't think I'd take to it that quickly, but I did. I think the second match against Derry, the one-all draw, was the game where I was really hooked. The first game was an awful game against Pats. But uh, from there on in, I didn't really look back, and uh, the rest is history, I suppose you say. So what are uh, some of your favourite ever players that play for Rovers? So give us pre-talent and post-talent. Okay, well, as, as, as it happens, as I was driving over here today, I was listening to your podcast with uh, Paul O'Hare and John Toll, and I thought it was a pity I wasn't included in that, because uh, John Toll was actually my favourite player during the RDS era. Uh, particularly the year we won the league um, so that would be my favourite RDS player John Toll after that after we left the RDS I suppose you'd say Tony Cousins would be the obvious choice um, I'm going to be really boring and say Gary Twig is my favourite player in the Tallaght area um, followed closely by, possibly by Alan Manis uh, with Tony O'Dowd probably been my favourite player in the, the wandering years and the early noughties I suppose as well um, but uh, yeah I think going back to John Toll um, he was a he was a real grafter of a player, you know, I think typical to be the likes of Gary O'Neill or Greg Bulger now today, but uh, I mean, a lot of big players in that team, but uh, you look at like Stephen Gagan and Alan Byrne, but because they fecked off after league, win the league, that's their, their reputation was soured after that, but he stuck around anyway. So what are some of your best moments and memories that you take away from that special day, the Viva in November? Uh, so many, I mean, you always ask yourself, you know, would it have been better had we just won the game in 90 minutes and not had the penalty shootout? But uh, you keep looking back over the highlights, and the fact that we went on to win it on penalties means that you had a little bit extra to look back on over on, on the day. You know, the penalty shootout was something special as well. Um, it would have been nice to win in 90 minutes and not have to go through the that 30 minutes of extra time, which was probably the worst 30 minutes of most torturous 30 minutes of football I've ever seen us play as a rowers fan. Um, but I suppose like anybody else, you know, just the, the relief of, of getting that. I think, oddly enough, I felt confident going into the penalty shootout. I've, I thought if Dundalk are going to win this game, they're going to win it an extra time in the 30 minutes. So with the fact that they didn't get the goal then, I always felt confident that we'd do it in, in, in on the penalties. And then once Joey O'Brien stuck that second penalty away, I knew it was ours to lose. And I think that was the, the moment where I thought, like, yeah, this is our day. Do you have a favourite ever European trip? Um... My very first European trip was to Stockholm in 2002. Um, it was a bit disappointing in that we'd lost the first leg 3-1, but um, on account of it being my first away trip, that's probably one of the most memorable ones as well. I think um, going to Estonia and winning that Europe Champions League tie against Flora Tallinn, or Lavadia Tallinn, or sorry, Flora Tallinn actually, um, even though the game wasn't great, but it was such a big, big win for us to obviously guarantee us an extra two rounds in Europe. That was probably the the most memorable one for me. My first time I actually saw us win away in Europe wasn't until we won in Iceland. I think it was like 12 to 13 European trips. So I thought it was a bit of a bit of a bit of a bad bad over for the club, but thankfully I uh, got over that in the end. Uh, you mentioned 2011. This will be the 10th anniversary of, of Belgrade and the European group stage. Used to work in the, the ticketing office. 
at the time that year. Yeah. And do you still get slagged over this interview you did for TV3 when we when we drew Spurs? So remind everyone what you said. Uh, it was actually RTE. I was interviewed about TV3 and RTE, and uh, the question was ultimately asked, you know, where the group stage matches are going to be played. And that stage, you know, with obviously with Johnson Noel away and uh, a few lads in the office like myself asked to put a few words to, to the microphone. Um, to say, look, look, listen, can't see how it's going to be here on account of the fact that, you know, the minimum requirement for uh, seats is 8,000 and we've got a 6,000 year stadium as it was at the time. Uh, club had nominated Aviva Stadium as the home venue for group stages if we were to get there. And uh, I think the previous year we played Juventus and we'd asked, actually asked to put in temporary seats for that game and we were turned down. So I said, look, I don't know how we're going to do this. But eventually um, common sense prevailed and they, they allowed us to play the games in Tala. But uh, yeah, I think one or two people have uh, hauled me over that a few times in the, in the last few years, all right? <laughs> so balls in the first game of the season. Do you have a favourite uh, derby memory? Oh, uh, I think the 3-0 win against Bose the week we came back after the game in Juventus. Um, I remember Bose fans were gloating online the fact that we were running to the ground in the rain in Modena and that we were going to be easy pickings that day. We played them on the Sunday after we'd played in, in Italy on the Thursday night and we won the match 3-0. So that's the first one that comes to mind, but basically any win against Bose. I've seen us beat them twice in the Cup semi-final 2002 and again 2019, so they'd be second and third in line as well, I suppose. Do you think we'll win the league this year? Yeah. Um, I know Paula Hare, listening to your own t- podcast, had tipped us to come second. I know he tipped us to come first last year. Uh, and I think he's just been a little bit overcautious. But I think if you compare us to where we were this time last year, the players that we brought in and the players that we've essentially replaced in that time were just a much stronger unit. I'm not overly concerned about Dundalk. We know what they're capable of. You know, they're, They'll be as good again as they were last year. But we just have to be better. And I think the players that we have now that we didn't have 12 months ago were just a better team ourselves. You look at the likes of Gary O'Neill, Graham Burke, um, Neil Ferrugia, you know, they weren't with us last year. I haven't seen Reese Marshall before, but a lot of people are talking good things about him, what they saw him with Glen Avon. And then you have the likes of Aaron Green and uh, Lopez who have just completely transformed over the course of the 2019 season. So some players have been with us since last year have improved and other better players have come in in the meantime as well. So... I am confident that we'll win the league this year. Uh, you were on the, on the winning team in the George Byrne Memorial Quiz last month. It was yourself, uh, Shirley, Fergus McCormick, DM Dunn and Joey O'Brien. He was the Robbers yeah. players you got, so yeah. a good night was had. Yeah, it's my third year uh, playing in the, in, the, uh, in the table quiz and I've been on teams that have done okay. Each of the other two years we only had three, t- three players plus the, plus the player, plus the team member. Um, so this year we had a four, full four uh, ready to go and... Uh, it came down, we won it by a point in the end. I think there was four teams contending for it in, going into the last round. And in the end, I think the very last question of the, the, the night was, it was, can you name or tell me what the total squad numbers for the Cup penalty shootout players add up to? The answer is 79. I didn't have a clue. Uh, Joey O'Brien knew them all. And I think it caught the other teams out. So in the end, Joey O'Brien's uh, memory from the Cup final proved to be the, the winning point for us in the end. So that was nice. I think Joey has something to prove because he's a two-time runner-up in the in the podcast quiz. Uh, he also told me that Fergus McCormick was like Jimmy McGee. Yeah, uh, Fergus. I expected Fergus to be very good, and he did dig us out with a few very difficult questions as well. The standard was very high. A lot of other teams got a lot of difficult questions as well. He knows how to spell the word fuchsia. Uh, I think he probably was the only one in the room who could who got. Actually, I think two people, two, two tables got that right. Uh, but yeah, Fergus was probably our, our strongest pr- performer on the night. So, uh, but it was a team effort. We all pitched in, including the player. Is that your sister, Shirley? Yeah, it is, yeah. yeah. And don't call me Shirley. Uh, so tell us how long you've been a member and why you became one. Uh, I joined at the very beginning, more or less, January 2003, when it was, of course, in the guise of the 400 Club. Uh, at that time, it was a, a scheme by Tony Maguire to try and get finance to finish the stadium. I think it quickly became apparent that that wasn't feasible, and then I stuck with it, and then eventually became the Members Club when uh, post-examinership. But... Uh, there was a kind of a strange gap in between where we, we were all members and we were all paying into it even though we didn't really know what role it was supposed to perform within the context of the club but uh, uh, thankfully it was still there when we needed to be there in, in the examination period. Why do you think fans owning the club is the way to go? Well, it was only ever a fallback after examination that it came into the, fa- the hands of the members club. I mean, the objective of the members club when we took over uh, in 2005 was to find a new owner for the club. And when that fell through, it came, came back to the members club to see it through. Um, 
but I was always of the opinion that if uh, external investment could, become, could be found that we could trust, um, then that was something that we needed need to look at at least. And we've had that in Ray Wilson and, and uh, now with Dermot Desmond. So I've never been objector to the idea that you know, we could we could hand at least part of the club back to, to private ownership as long as we were fairly confident that whoever was going to come in was doing it for the benefit of the club and not their own interests. But uh, fan ownership, I think, was important. It played an important role, certainly in the first few years after examinership, particularly after relegation, and making sure that the right people were there to, to see us through the court case with Thomas Davis and get the club into the into talent in the end of 2009. Um, I think a private owner would probably would have run away a lot quicker given the delays that were there. But the fans, as a fans own club, we had no choice but to stick it out and make sure that the job got finished. Uh, do you think there are ways to improve members' numbers? For example, uh, any more benefits that you would like to see? Um, I suppose one way you could do it would be look at tiered membership. I mean, at 600 a year, which is expensive for a lot of people, um, you could have the option of taking it without a, without a car park pass or without the, uh, the season ticket. I think if you had a, a lower grade membership, maybe for maybe 150, 200 quid, or maybe a child's membership, so that you're getting them in nice and young, and then you can step it up uh, when they, they get older. Um, I know a, look at a few different options have been looked at through the years, but I think um, a lot of people are probably interested in the idea of being members, but they probably can't commit to paying 50 quid a month or 600 quid a year. So I think maybe the cost might be something to look at with reduced benefits for some people. What would you say to a fan to convince them to become a member? You're a part owner of the club, and uh, you get a direct say in, in the day-to-day running of the club, and that's it. You know, I mean, there, there are very few clubs in the world, bigger or smaller than us, that uh, have the opportunity for fans to have that level of say in it. If you go into a room and you're there with the directors, you're there with the manager, and everything's laid out for you, and uh, you know, it's, it's a great opportunity to see the, the day-to-day workings of the club and how it's done. Uh, and it's just it's an opportunity that most fans of most football clubs don't have so I think if it's there for you and you can afford it you should take it up and last question Peter if we draw Sheffield United in this year's Europa League where will our home game be played? It can only be Tala sure at least we have the 8,000 seats now anyway so that's not a problem uh, and hopefully uh, you wait for a little bit lenient, more lenient about putting bucket seats in but uh, I thought it was going to be something about and, and the Stevens there for a moment there, <laughs> <laughs> well, there is a link there yeah. alright thanks Peter so that was Peter and that's something we're going to be doing once again uh, we're going to be adding more members as much as we can I think our group alone we had five over Christmas new members so uh, something we're going to really push mm. we kind of fell off the wagon last year as regards to the members corner it just I don't know what happened we just that was a survey suggestion actually bring back members corner yeah, yeah definitely going to do more of that so um, yeah I enjoyed that chat with Peter uh, he reminded me of something when I was asking about winning the quiz do you remember I used to do Tuesday trivia on the forum and Facebook <laughs> yeah, and all yeah. He'd be on the farm and he would nail the answer nearly every single week. Like, it would be some question that would you have to rely on your memory. You wouldn't be able to find the answer online. I remember one week it was like, like, who are opening day opponents in the in the RDS in the early 90s? And he just rattled them off. Oh, man. I remember even Owen Rice replied to him and was like, how do you know that? Yeah, but imagine how cool the com- like imagine the points, the conversation over points. That would yeah. be like, like, it'd be just like an encyclopedia. It's like talking to Google. The Rovers version of Google. But the members meeting, Prof, uh, very, very, very positive. Very positive. Too positive. Now I'm positive, and anything less than positive is just going to be a downfall. You know, like McPhail spoke very well. He's confident of the current squad. We're still in the transfer market. Um, Has to be the right player, as usual. What Brads are always says, has to be the right player. He watched scales over 30 times last year, which was shocking. I think uh, Carl Cairns watched them. Same amount as well. Uh, Marshall is struggling with not struggling with full time training, but he's adapting to struggle to full time training. He was part time with uh, in the Irish League last year, so he's about a month away from full fitness. Members' cards will be issued at a later date, so you didn't get them in your members' pack and a snazzy new black scarf, which is pretty cool. Um, Keith Doyle, drunkest man in the world on Cup final day. <laughs> Keith, the Grey Goose Doyle, he won the twenty twenty season ticket. And now we have twenty three hundred sold. I think that might have bumped up to twenty five by this, by the time where we we uh, this airs. Uh, what else? More news. We have all season tickets bought up until last Friday. Will be posted this week, and all sales from now on are collection only from Thursday the twentieth of February. And keep an eye out for the new blackout range of clothing that's coming in into the club shop. Apparently, it is. Absolutely gorgeous. Supposed to be fucking 
the top notch stuff and I love all that blackout stuff so we'll be walking around like Eastern European hooligans and are all black and jersey printing is still now available for 17.50 and the club shop is fully stocked as you've seen and uh, mascot patches still available on shamrockrovers.ie you're absolutely flying through this um, shamrockrovers.ie check it out for the mascot packages they're, they're great crack uh, Connor Foley's doing it this year for balls I think it's a it's a dream of his we've player sponsorships now flying out left a couple left Callan has two left I think a Lewis both jerseys but the Manus away jersey is still left which is pretty interesting mm. I thought you would have got it I think it's uh, I think it's orange um, the academy uh, under 17s has five rovers this is the fastest podcast ever we have Daryl Riley I can't get a word in Ushie in hand Adam Wells Jamie Doyle and Sinclair Armstrong so we are well represented in the under 17s and um, who are we hearing a lot about who's the guy we're hearing about? Adam Wells is Adam season, Wells, that's the next yeah, star, and then Zephy. Zephy is another young guy we're hearing a lot about. So, Ocean um, Hand, he's been, he's been was working with Lukey, wasn't he in the under 15s He was, yeah, that's what they're doing as well. They're integrating yeah. them into coaching as well. You have got young Jamie Doyle. There you go, Talaborn and Bread. That's what you want straight out of Fettercairn or Kilnarden, whatever it was. And uh, yeah, young lad with under underage international saw what was going on at Rovers. Rovers fan found his opportunity and joined us fantastic addition to the squad and um, really really look forward to seeing these guys in the B team so uh, wait, just to explain quickly the furious pace that we were recording at there earlier on is that because it's now 1 o'clock at night earlier on it was 11 o'clock in the morning so uh, we are flying along we are both busy so we had to split it into two so now we can actually speak like regular people instead of speaking at a pace like this just in case you're confused as to why this is such a change of pace <laughs> so uh, yeah we're going to uh, talk about a game that will take place between the Felicon Fathers versus Sands United Cardiff both are charities to help when families lose a child around the time of birth so every player is a bereaved father through football they're hoping to get men to open up and help their mental health and we want to promote the game on their website so it's www.feliconfathers.com I'll spell it because our Irish pronunciation is horrendous so it's www. F-E-I-L-A-C-A-I-N-F-A-T-H-E-R-S dot com and it's a it's a charity that would be close enough to my heart as and it would uh, it's it's a great cause so definitely uh, get involved in that I used to prop the quiz uh, this was this was extremely enjoyable yeah I don't think we should tell anybody about this until they sign up because <laughs> we're going to plug Patreon again well as we mentioned earlier if you've uh, subscribed to our Patreon, you've already seen this video. That's, that's the advantage. It's brilliant. So funny. Yeah, Jack Byrne was gassing this. He's just a joker of the gang, isn't he? He's the centre center show on the pitch and off the pitch. He is the centrepiece. Yeah. And one in the in the survey results, I'm glad someone mentioned this because it, it, it bugged me as well last season. There was too much dead air in between the questions and the quizzes. Okay. And um, the reason for that was we've been doing the, the quiz now in three years and the players kept, it was becoming too much of a thing. Like, oh, he got that question and I got this question and it was bugging us big time. So we made it random. But the problem with making it random is it takes time to select the question. Yeah, and then we're f- and then yeah. sometimes you'd forget that you had to pass it over. Yeah. And it, it was this this format I'm a big fan of. This format is the same 10 questions all the time. So it's groups of three, eight groups of three. Assuming we sign another player, if we don't, then the 24 player would be a bit of a wildcard entry. Oh. uh, So so they're taking time because they're using whiteboards because it's more for the visual. So there is a bit of time there for them to write down the answers, which may not be totally suitable for radio but in cases like this you get Jack who's talking absolute shy in oh. between the answers and it's good crack if we get if we get some players who are a bit quieter and they're not saying much I promise I will go in and I'll edit some of that down and I'll skip it but this was actually worth keeping in definitely 100% right so uh, yeah so here is the quiz and don't forget if you want to see it live sign up for Patreon Okay, we're here at Rosalind for a brand new season of questions from the East End. We have Sean Callan, Aaron Green and Jack Byrne. 
The winner of last year's show was Pigo Lopez. He beat you along the way in the quarterfinals, Sean. Yep. So this time the first round will be contested in groups of three. Only one player qualifies. So we're doing things a bit differently. You're all going to get the same ten questions. Five football, five general knowledge. Whoever gets the most correct answers wins. So the three lads have their own whiteboards here. So you have 25 seconds to give me your answer. We'll go from left and right. Each of you turn around the board, show me your answer. Call it out. And tell you to get it right or not. So my, my assistant Peter here, he's going to keep score. And he'll be very strict in the rules, no copying. <laughs> so just as a trial run, uh, we're going to ask you, this relates to next week's derby. So give us the missing word here in the sentence. And it wasn't even a... <laughs> <laughs> so, corner. Show us your answer. As you call it, yeah. boom. Corner. Corner. That's how it's going to work. Okay. So, question one. As of 2019, only Dundalk, Cork, and which other club have won the FEI President's Cup? Dundalk, Hill and Hill? Dundalk, Cork, and who else? Fuck it. There's kids that listen to this. Come on, give me an answer. Go on then. Am I giving me an answer? He's ready to go? Yeah. Okay. So there we go. Pats. You fucking old man. So that's a point for Aaron and Sean. How do you know that? Yeah, go, Question two. Two players wore the number 17 shirt for Rovers last season. Danny Lafferty and who else? Oh, what a question. Absolute gamble here, but I, you know, I'm wrong. <laughs> wait, just wait on Jack now. Was it? I think was the game. I think we're going for the UCD again. Go on. Ready, Jack? We have Trevor Clark brain dead. Trevor Clark brain dead. This is incorrect. Call. Call Laurie Hellman. No. I went for Trevor as well. No, the answer was Joel Castrain. Ah, oh, Jesus, who? <laughs> I wanted to say something, but the thing would get cancelled. <laughs> Joel, yeah. at loan. Current at loan town FC yeah. player, Joel, Joel Castrain. <laughs> right, question. Question three. That's not question four. No, three, bro. No, the first one was a joke. The first one doesn't count. Come on. Come on, man. Jesus. We got that right. Right, question three. Uh, Danny Rose gave this rather unusual reason as to why he was excited to move back up north after signing for Newcastle United on loan. What was that strange reason that he's now getting stick over? Closer to home. Not poise. Closer to home. No. Chippy. That's it. Yep. The answer was. <laughs> Weirdo lad. How's on Instagram? Not over That's Instagram. what we meant. The chippies. He was. He was talking about. <laughs> 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 he was talking Sorry. about the puka poise. That's yeah. what he was on about. He said London didn't have good enough chip shops. Yeah. Question four. Last year's top goal scorer in the League of Ireland. Ah, he tried to put his hand up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, junior for Derry City. He now plays in which country? Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. I seen something on the other day. So we've seen right, it, sir. This is the podcast now, you know. Is it in Europe? Can you give us a clue? No clues. No clues. Wait, what? Just take Cyprus out because Dan, Dan was there, so I'm gonna. I know for a weird one. Wait, hold on. Where is he? Give two more seconds. Right. Um, Default! <laughs> I say Italy. So, Jack? USA. Italy. China. The answer was Israel. Oh, get closer than Hawaii! <laughs> <laughs> hey, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, what do you mean? Israel. 
We'll just give Jack 10 points for everything he meant. Oh, <laughs> I just want to get knocked out so I don't have to see you yeah. again. <laughs> uh, question five. Name the 19 year old who made a perfect start to life at Dortmund with a 20 minute hat trick last month. A surname will do. S A N C H O. Is that how you spell it? <laughs> <laughs> hey, what do you mess with your hat, lad? Right, Aaron? Same. Same, yeah. yeah. All three correct there, Peter. <laughs> Yo, get up out of that guy and I'm off the mark. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, big six of what that <laughs> General knowledge now, you're bollocks. Yep. <laughs> What's that sport? <laughs> <laughs> this is where the struggle begins. Jesus. Roy, question six. The Oscars are on Sunday. Yes. Only one of these os- of one of these actors <laughs> have won an Oscar in their career. Is it Samuel L. Jackson, Nicolas Cage, Johnny Depp, or Will Smith? Which one? Samuel L. Jackson, Nicolas Cage, Johnny Depp, or Will Smith? Easy. Oh no, it's not actually. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard. I want to think Nicolas Cage, what he got one for. Do you know this, Peter? On air. Peter knows. Quiz Snakes master. on the plane, Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> Isn't it? No. Who was your Johnny Depp? Do you know what it was? Ports of the Caribbean, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go, sir. Okay, Jack. Will Smith. Will Smith. <laughs> Nicholas Cage. Depp. Aaron is correct. Yes. Nicholas Cage. Back in the box. <laughs> <laughs> was not, it not for sale of happiness? Not, not for Con area. Leaving Las Vegas. Was it? Yeah. In ah, 1995. Yeah. A very convincing yes. drunk. Good question. Great question. Good, Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. Question seven. Jack's having fun. That's the main thing. Number seven. In which city? Would you find the red square? Is it Madrid, Moscow, or Lisbon? I'm flying without wings. Someone puts a mic up and the Westlife comes out. <laughs> He's ready? What were the answers yeah, again? Moscow, Madrid, or Lisbon. Can we vote for today, by the way? Did you Shinners, vote? bro. Did you vote? Right. Moscow. Jack? Jack says Moscow. 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 Yeah. All three correct. Point. Shit. Yeah. 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 Here's, where the, here's where the real struggle begins. Yeah. Mats. Yeah. Ah, stop. Yeah. 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 Question <laughs> is, how many sides in total would three triangles and three rectangles have? So give me the total number of sides. Three triangles, three rectangles. Take me phone now. Confused already. Hold it up if you need it. How many rectangles? Three. Rectangles? How many sides? Yeah. How many sides do rectangles have? I couldn't even tell you. <laughs> you I think it's... I think it's... Fu- I've got it. I think I've done what I think I've got. You ready? No. I'll give you two yeah, shots. No, no, he's gone. Hey, boy, gone. That was, that's 25 seconds. Terrible guess. What? Okay, Jack. 24. 24. 24. 21. It's 21. You're fucking. <laughs> you must be. <laughs> what are we waiting for? That's the arm, bro. That's a 20 podcast. Do <laughs> you reckon that was over It's a time seconds? fault, bro. It's a time fault. It was a time fault. He started doing all time. this. No chance, just bro. That's 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 we, need, we need the time. Someone, <laughs> oh, no, no, let, take the time, please. I'll let Pierre decide. Yeah, no, I'm gonna disqualified. Go. I'm gonna give it a go. There you go. Okay. Question nine. One question, bro. Question nine, I'm going to show you a picture of a dog <laughs> and you're going to tell me what breed. I'll show the camera first of all. So, X, isn't it? <laughs> what breed of dog is this? Is it a lassie? It's easy. Is it a collie or is it a border collie? It's easy, bro. 
<laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> right. Can you just flip? Come on. Just right, go on then. So Lassie, Cuddy, or Border Cuddy? What have you got, Sean? We're gonna go. Just mix it up a bit, Sean. Jack says Border Cuddy. There's no such thing as Lassie. Lassie is oh, just. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's he gets the match yeah. one. Come on. <laughs> It's a boss just up in. Yeah. Yeah. So this one back in last question. for Jack. Don't know those. And Aaron. Yeah. Border Collie. Come on. I'm level now with Sean. Yeah. Final question. Jackie, you need this. This is the last question. Yeah. I'll give you. Put it on the back. Put it on the back as big as you can. This is a real tinker now, so I'll give you slightly more time. Number ten. So it's Saturday and it's general election day. So aside from Leo, I want you to name three men who have been the Taoiseach of Ireland. Ah, for fuck's sake. I have two. Wait, one more I got one now. Give me another 20 seconds. Being generous. Got it. Time fault! Time fault for the boys! Where are going to go? Go on, Sean. Sean, a nice picture with the three of them. I hope so. There you go. Brian Cowan, Bertie Hearn, and then the Kenny. Yep, that's true. Jack's after writing something else out of the way. Let's not count. Jack wrote Brexit. Yeah, that's a we Only got two. Who was that? Christian Eriksen. What is the last one? It was meant to, I was going to say Brandon, but I said Brian instead. What? I can't be good. I meant to say Brian. Brandon. I just wrote it down differently. He said Bertie and Brandon. I don't know who that is. And Sean, you've only two. Bertie and Enda Kenny and Brian. That's... I just got two. Who'd you get Bertie O'Leary? What? What's the O? Are we giving one? Wait, so Green have one anyway. Sean has Enda Kenny and... Bertie. Bertie O'Learn. Bertie O'Learn. I don't know who that is. We had Birdie and um, Brian. We're giving Aaron the point. But Arden is one. Well, Arden the point? It's not a draw point. point. It is. I give him a point. Look at that. Still lose. Look at the last one. Though. He wrote it in when he seen Green. No, he didn't. Oh, he had Brendan down, but I didn't mean Brendan. Let Brandon Peter make the Brian. call again. Did you get a point there, Peter? No. Oh, <laughs> where's that Peter? <laughs> He's a quiz champion. He knows these things. He knows it. I was watching him. Really? You know we got a lucky table that day. So, any toys here, or are we? Do we have a clear winner? No, we have a clear winner. Six for Aaron. How much did we get? You've got so three. Clear now, so we have Aaron Green six, we have Jack Byrne three, and we have Sean Cadden five. So Aaron goes through the next round. Congratulations. Thanks, Paul. Unlucky Jacko! You <laughs> 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 that, that was that was that was brilliant. That was actually hilarious. Like I know, I don't that. Between like the, the fact that uh, Aaron Green thought Nicholas Cage won an Oscar for Con Air has to go down as, as <laughs> put the bunny back in the box that's not even the quote I <laughs> got that so wrong that's not the put the bunny down that's it what was his name Paul Cameron Paul that was his name wasn't it it sounded wrong at the time but I was too put the bunny back in the box I was too engrossed <laughs> in being quiz master I was like I'm just gonna move on but uh I was Jack thought Samuel L. Jackson might have won it for snakes in the plane <laughs> I didn't even hear that. Are you for real? He just goes, snakes in the plane, bro. Oh, man. <laughs> Joel Custrain, who? Athlon? <laughs> he said he got angry because I had uh, Peter Murphy was still there after members' corner, so I had him uh, be my assistant. Very, uh, very uh, competent and, and yeah. strict quiz master assistant. Fantastic yeah. choice. Jack said he'd get annoyed at Peter then. I was like, why is that Peter? <laughs> yeah. But... Uh, yeah. What was the T-Shocks? What you asked? The T-Shock question and Aaron had a good answer for that. He just drew a massive cock. He did. Uh, Which is probably a right answer. Maybe it's for the best. That yeah. didn't pick up in the camera. We are a family show. Uh, hairs and all. Yeah. Uh, I think it's still there not on the board. There it is. There, there we do. Yeah. It's actually, yeah. It's, if, if I hope no younger listeners are, yeah. are listening because it's uh, it looks like it's made ejaculation so mm-hmm. Aaron thanks for that quite quite the artist <laughs> why I should, probably shouldn't overanalyze this but <laughs> why is it doing that because it isn't isn't the idea that like these are three 
cocks. Yeah. These are th- these three t-shirts. So it shouldn't it should be flaccid. Yeah. Exactly. It should be like what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> this is taking a turn. <laughs> okay. Oh god, but yeah, yeah anyway. that's a good discussion for another day or another podcast maybe. So, um yeah, so, to answer so. the maths, the maths question like fucking hell that's. No, hang on, this maths question. I went back and I checked we gave Aaron Green this exact same question last year. And he gave the exact same answer. I still got it wrong. Like, in your head, just do the individual... Like, I don't think they know the shapes. Square pegs and round holes and all that. Like, uh, This is the new Beatles question. We're just going to keep asking them over and over again. Yep. And what did... Uh, what did, when, when you asked Jack for three T-shocks, what did he put? What did he write? Oh, it was terribly. <laughs> but according to Aaron Green, you wrote Brexit. But by the time... <laughs> he rubbed it out. Yeah, by the time I saw it, he had written over, so I didn't know what he said. Name one of the last ten T-shirts. Brexit. <laughs> Come on, Jacko. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm disappointed, uh, by the way, that there's no number 17 this year. Because uh, Danny Lafferty switched. What did he go for? Three? Two? No, uh, no Marshall got two. two. That would have been Boyle. Can't remember what Lafferty yeah. is, but yeah, no, seventeen. It's my favorite number. Uh, remember Madden used to always wear. It. So, so no seventeen, nobody. No, so our new striker. Hopefully, mm. Aaron, Aaron Green is nine. So yeah, uh, he's our number nine. That's a big one. So we've Jack in the news as well, Prof in the Dublin Gazette, saying he needs to hit the ground running to have a chance of making the run squad. I'm loving all these little snippets of Rovers media in the round, the, the free newspapers and the Dublin Gazettes and stuff like that. And it was, it was a, it's a determined young Jack that's in. He wants to get going quickly and wants to impress again. Wants to keep impressing. He he's not resting on his laurels, saying that he's lost a little bit of weight, which probably didn't need to. But um, he said he's feeling good, so I'm happy with that. You gotta be happy with that. <laughs> he, he was also on uh, Merrill's podcast a few weeks ago wasn't he <laughs> he was great uh, yeah Jack, I think Merrill yeah. got about two words in Jack just wouldn't shut up so. wasn't, wasn't one of the things that stood out in that was where he was talking about the, the trip to Cyprus and how yeah but the logistics of it I was, he was kind of saying like it's little things like that that can give you an edge in Europe he was saying if if the players had got a charter he had a point it would have been yeah. better he had a point to a certain extent could have got a little bit of a spoiled brat vibe off him, <laughs> but uh, he did. You know, there's there's valid points. It's up for discussion as well. You know, but uh, yeah. So we're back to our arch nemesis now. The junior hoops membership is ten quid, and over hundred joined up so far. I reluctantly sent Jaden in behind enemy lines again this year. So uh, right, Gary, I've got a new goal. <laughs> Decimate our the goal, junior hoops. Our goal is to get more patrons. The junior who members. How, what's the time frame? We don't need the time frame because no, they've no. had a head start. That's, that's too much. Pressure. They've had a head start. That is that is it. Yeah, and we have to has to be an end game to this. So so what? Mm. Who gets what? Winner <laughs> gets all. We get all. We we get like their kitty. Considering uh, Bill Gleeson is a tight kit, so yeah, that's that's the, that's it. So both kitties, they get our kitty. We get their kitty. It's all in our favor here, Prof. But uh, yeah, now the welcome pack includes a goodie bag, meet and greet with the players, management, train with the force team, match night flag bear, stadium tour, and so, so much more. But it actually is brilliant. Like, the, the work they do is fantastic. So, like, I mean, 100 kids, that's, that's a big number. So, we're hoping it increases and get your kids down. And it's, it's good. Plus, you can dump them off on the junior hoops and you can go have points. It's great. That's <laughs> that what you do, is it? So, uh, yeah, so that's the junior hoops. And you can get it on shamrockrovers.ie. So, there's a link there. Um, what else we got probably Pajo his yearly uh, love tweet for, for Ronaldo yeah he never answers him he never back. answers him back so he will he will eventually I'd say when he retires and he gets to chill out at home and he hasn't got much to do and he's not on Twitter that much and just sees I remember that fella absolutely belted me out in the suburb in Dublin do you think after 11 years Ronaldo might open it and think this guy's been tweeting me for 11 years now I'll just try and reply It'd be such a Pajo thing to end just meeting him randomly in Madrid or something like that or, or Turin, you know? Just, just two foot in the airport. Mm. So the Jumpers for Goalposts as well, this initiative is uh, t- started by Keith Kelly. So it's it's about mental health once again and it's a fantastic initiative. It's something that we're really behind and we will always promote and help out. So if anyone ever wants us to talk about any charity or anything like that, we're all for it. We're all for helping out. And Jumpers for Goalposts is just about mental health with men and getting them to talk and come together so June 13th they want to get a game of ball in each country or each county to highlight mental health so I think it's a fantastic idea so a game in 
Are we including the six? It has to be. Oh, we're we're, we're taking them back now, aren't we? We're taking them back, yeah. If yeah. Jason McLean's involved, we have to include the six county. So um, that's it, lads. So get onto the w- website as well. Just Google Jumping for Goalposts if you want to know more about it. Um, Bose tickets, prof. No, what are we going to go for? Are we going to predict or are we going to go for the Bose tickets first? Predict the forward of division games. I have my prediction already. It's going to be Pats win a home to Warford. I'm going to go a Harps win a home to Sligo. And that's why it's called gambling. Uh, I'm not predicting Rovers. Um, Dundalk win a home to Derry. And what's the next one? Pats home to Warford. I picked them. I had a draw somewhere else as well. Cork at home to Shelburne. Cork at home to Shelburne. I was going to go Shells win, but I think I think it'll be a draw and a drive game of ball in a wet and windy Tornish Cross. So I'm, I'm not going to predict that game. I have the same. I will end up predicting that game after <laughs> predictions stuff. That's the thing. I have the, <laughs> I have the same other three, but I'm going to go for a bit, an outside bet of a Shells 1 0 win. Oh, that's what Jay Thomas went for. Gumbo went for that one. So. Um, the boys will be very happy with that. The, the Reds will be very happy with that. I love an L opening day upset by a newly promoted team. I fancy a home win for actually, Harps. It's though. actually quite, happened quite often in this league mm. over the years. And they've uh, they've 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 done well in the transfer uh, transfer market. You the could sign Carol Shepherd from Cork. Mm. There you go, Carol Shepherd won their win. What's your odds mm. for that? Tip of the week, Carol Shepherd. Profs tip of the week. Carol Shepherd won their win. Shells away. There you I go. Hit the label, didn't you? Lump on. <laughs> So that's it um, for that. And we have both tickets, which have sold out in minutes as usual. We only received them at 11 o'clock the night before. So, I mean, this is what we're talking about. This is what you're dealing with. Yeah, so, the, the queues were insane. I wasn't actually there uh, looking for a ticket. I was there doing the, the interviews and the quizzes. But uh, yeah, Jay Mangan brought a deck chair. Lion was out the, the car park gate. It was mm. mad. Crazy. Jay Mangan sitting there in a deck chair as if he was going to camp outside. It's um, it's something that will be fixed in the future, hopefully. Considering, well, I mean, how long is it going to take them to build this new stadium? Um, it's a tough one. It's that's another debate for another day. But uh, yeah, so sold out minutes. Uh, sold out minutes. So please, any spares, please put them in the spare ticket chat on the Rovers chat. That is where it goes. Do not clog up the threads. Did you see that? Uh Bowls actually oversold some of their tickets. Yeah, and they got cancelled as well. Imagine that when you'd be sick. Imagine like it. you get an email. One fella said he'd been turning down uh, offers of tickets, saying, "Well, no, I, I already, no, I already have, have one. one. Yeah, I'm sorry." To... Then he gets an email saying, "No, sorry, you you actually missed your cutoff point. So here's a refund." And I think a nice big juicy love to see it. steps right into the floor. You do love there. to see it. You do love to see it. Uh, yeah, so um, I'm not even going to talk about the Bowles jersey. I'm not even <laughs> going to give it airtime. Fuck them. I was thinking about it earlier, what I was going to say. I just don't care enough. <sighs> Do you know what it is? I just don't think you should be using a charity to gain publicity for your own gain. And I think that's what it is, in my opinion, anyway. Considering the individual that who probably thought of it. And uh, they're kind of forwarded their own agenda through the football club which I would be disgusted with if I was mm. and a lot of people were on Twitter not happy with it a couple of Bowles fans a couple, a lot of Bowles fans not happy with this and the direction that the club is going in as you regards to their um, St. Polly-esque transformation so if Jonathan Roach or other Robert's bar members were in the news as much as this fella I think I would hate them ah, we'd, be getting, we'd be getting them out of the club definitely getting them out of the club um, now go uh Rumble under the surface and get your work done. That's how we roll. But this dude is just a media hard, isn't he? Mm. Come from me. Um, yeah, so uh, New Jersey's prof. You think the Bray one's lovely? I think the Pats Away one is probably the nicest jersey I've seen in years. I hate to admit it. Yeah, it is great. But it's a really, really nice jersey. That Our Bray purple one, one is great and all. I love that. But it is. It's just nice. It's like a different shades of black stripes, a little bit of yellow. On it. It's a nice jersey. I mean, no, I agree with you. It is a cracker. Plenty of places to probably conceal your your, your tin foil and whatever else you need as a Pats fan. <laughs> what do you think about Bo's uh, promotion in general? I suppose the last few weeks, uh, as in they promoted that they had sold out their entire season ticket allocation. Yeah, but one stand. Mm-hmm. It's one stand, like. 
I have to quote James Lowe. He had the perfect analogy about this. He said, it's like uh, having the smallest fridge possible, filling it with beer, and then boasting that you've got a fridge full of beer. <laughs> Four cans in the book of the <laughs> I actually saw a tiny, tiny fridge the other day, a pink one. And uh, Maya wanted it for a room, and it had just four cans. Four cans, absolutely pointless. So there you go, that's the Bose fridge. Tiny, tiny fucking fridge. Um, also, love this quote today from Milner. From, uh, we aim to win as many trophies as possible to start of every year. They aim to beat us four times. Yep. That really is it. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're just an obstacle. We are their obsession. So, um, yeah, I'm happy enough with the ref prof. Did you want to talk about... Hennessy. Hennessy. I think I'm happy with that. Took our last two games, didn't he? Last two derbies. He lets it flow. Lets us mm. get stuck in. Doesn't really... He's not trigger happy with the yellows. I'm hoping... I'm happy enough with it, yeah. Happy enough, considering the turmoil that's going on, on beneath the scenes. Was Hennessy definitely ref both of the I two I think wins? I read a stat like that somewhere. That'd be mad, wasn't it? After all that, after that long run against them, if we, if we beat them, and Harvey and if we beat them three times, and <sighs> the same ref was there each time. Oh, the conspiracies be flying. Yeah. What about the weather? Uh, do you know what? We're hearing bad things about the pitch. If this game's called off, I'll go nuts, man. Well, not even being called off, just will it? It'll suit re- balls. Will it reduce it to a? It will suit balls. Poor game to of a ball. battle, and balls getting stuck in the mud and. Uh, I think I think it'll definitely suit them for a scrap mm. because you know we like to play expansive football and knock it around whereas they wouldn't be that type of team so I just hope we don't get the usual overreaction if we don't win the game because it's the opening game of the season that's why I don't like derbies in the opening day because it's just like you're looking forward to it and it's a massive game anyway just wish the derby or a big game against your rivals or a top team would be three or four games in yeah just it like, is it's hard very hard like I said we don't go to pre-season so we, we're gl- I'm glad I'm just going to presume we're all good and ready to go bar Cavo bar the odd knock so I uh, I definitely think that yeah it's not great having it on the start of the season but listen it's a bumper crowd and we're still looking forward to it we always are going to mm. so and uh, since we uh, recorded the first part of the show earlier earlier today uh, the, the League of Ireland confirmed that uh, no Limerick so 10 team first division and Longford is on baby on. 22nd of March our bus is on we're leaving at 3 o'clock from the Abbo on the Saturday get your cans get your fucking whatever we're going we're going to Longford we're going to support the B team so uh, 3 o'clock at the Abbo 22nd of February that is going to be our first away bus of the season they're working on Waterford away as well but there is, we're definitely going to try and run a bus to everything so Keep posted on our Instagram, Tesla Eastan, Eastan Pod is our Twitter. We are now on Patreon as well, by the way. Did we mention that? We can mention a few more, don't I it? think we did, yeah. But um, I think we're going to go on to. I'm going to go start levels of predictions now because I've actually changed my mind since the last time. I'm going to give you a different one. So I'm going to do start levels and predictions. Okay, I'm going to go Alamanis, obviously. I'm going to go three lads, Pico Lopez, Grace and Joey. I'm going to go Finn, Roy Fullback. After. I'm just, I'm just going to go Finn, Roy Fullback. Uh, left, Fullback, Wingback, whatever you want to call it, Ferrugia. So that's uh, that leaves me with... Um, I think he'll play Lafferty for this one though. Long term. Do you think so? Until Cabot comes back, I think he'll mostly play Ferrugia. I think for Saturday he'll play Lafferty mm. right, but then again right actually I'm going to switch it up again but who's he, who, if he's going to play a left wing back right yeah it's going to be Lafferty right we'll do a combined one it's going to be Lafferty left wing back but I, I'm going to give Farouja the fucking Borky role get, just get up there get up there and fucking do your thing so we've got Lafferty on the left Ron Finn on the right so we're going to go for our three midfielders now so it has to be McInef Finn no Finn's on the right it has to be McInef um, Joe, Gary O'Neill. I'm gonna start Gary O'Neill. Uh, Jack in the in the hall. Greener up top, and one more, one more midfielder. Who are we missing? Bulger. Burke. 
Bork, Bork, Bork has to get in there. So Bork, Bork gets into the cloud. You know, you did the exact same thing. Exact same thing. I never, I never put Bork in. I never put Bork in. So we're going to have to put Bork in somewhere. He'll just go into the cloud somewhere and fit somewhere in. You could even put Jack in the middle of the park there and put Bork in behind in green. You know, it's, it's something like that. But listen, it's a mishmash. There, there's the start 11. Do what you want with it. That's it. Um, and the prediction. We don't make them for derbies. Moving on. Oh, I'll go. I'll predict it. I'll say 2-1 late winner. I have no comment on the matter. <laughs> right, so, um, yeah. That is it. And we're going to talk about the march. The big one. Probably going to do this for every way derby now. It was a spectacular success last time. And we marched through and we owned D7. So we're going to do the same thing again. We're going to start. Meeting place is Murray's. The same place. O'Connor Street. Up the top. At the Ambassador. And please do not hang around and get fucking wrapped up by guards and get hassled. We're going to meet at 1. Stay wherever you are until 1. Leave the pub or wherever you are going to be. And then we're going to get out of there by quarter past. Gone. March on Fisborough. Take over the fucking town. Get in there. Take the three points. Take their women and their fucking beer as well. So that's what we're going to do. The march is 1 o'clock. Murray's pub. A couple of shandies beforehand if you're interested as well. So uh, definitely, definitely going to do this again. Because it was great crack last time. And uh, it generates a lot of fucking hatred from them as well. Have you noticed that? They think it's stupid. They think it's ridiculous. But it happens all over Europe. All over yeah. Europe. I love that they were biting on Twitter. And, and the, yeah, that's what I was loving it. And uh, the thing is, they, they couldn't do it in Tala. Not a chance. Not a chance they'd even attempt it in Tala. So listen, it's just a, it's a bitterness thing. is that we're taking over that town for half an hour. So that's it for Tales from the East End today. I want to say a big, big thank you to Ocean Electrical once again who have jumped on board with us. Members... A member's uh, podcast and a member's fucking company. So how about that? And um, so that is it, Prof. I have pretty much... We've nailed it on the head today. Very, very successful week. Patreon, new sponsor. Hopefully three points. So uh, keep on hooping and see you in Fisborough. See you. Let's play the game.